This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to theonesummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and as always, but not always, because today, my champion mindset co-host is actually beside me for the first time ever. Ever. This is our very first, like, in-the-skin, face-to-face podcast. It is. It's actually incredible. We're actually both in Sydney, uh, looking over at the rocks at the moment. Uh, we're in uh, the Four Seasons Hotel. Let's tell them the truth. It's 11, 12 p.m. at yeah. night, and we are absolutely juiced. We are here at a fantastic event called Experts Academy, run by Brendan Bouchard, and we're two days in, and we're just not sleeping, are we? Yeah, we're, we're fired up. Because yeah. You know why I'm fired up? It's actually because um, this afternoon, it was really and I'm sure you guys have happened to this happened to you once or twice. I'm sure in your life where I was, we're walking out to lunch, and uh, and literally we're just about to head out of lunch. I literally just turned right. I turned, and my eyes caught you know this guy, and he you know he just turned and he sort of we just looked at each other, and then I go he knew, I knew he was in the event because he had his event tag on, and I go he looked like a pretty cool guy. I said, dude, he looked pretty want- sharp. Yeah, he was like, you know, just dress sharp, just seemed like a nice guy. You know, when you meet someone, you just kind of go, you know, this guy's a, you know. Cool Looked like guy. he had a champion mind, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And I said, you know what, dude, do you want to come out for lunch with us? You know, because he was by himself. And, then, you know, I was like, yeah. He goes, sure, we're out for lunch. And that's when things change, right? Mate, the, the, whole, the whole day turned on a doll. Because the stories, man, the, I don't know. I, the, you'll see in just a second of why we're doing a champion mindset podcast in the middle of the night. Well, and, I don't think uh, our guest knows this, but, um, but before we introduce him, this is only the second time since you and I have recorded Inside the Champion's Mind together that we are actually interviewing That's true. someone. That's this is true. how much of a privilege it is for our next guest. Yeah, that's right. And he didn't even know we were going to do a podcast. We just and and before we, before we introduce him, our guest was Australian basketball legend Andrew Gates. Yes, that's true. So that's true. this is big. Yeah. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our special guest for uh, our Inside Champions Mindset, Mario Malik. Um, Mario, um, you had an incredible story. And so one of the things that uh, I know I look like I'm 23. He actually said I was looking like 15 years old. Today, but, yeah. um, but he's an he's an incredible guy because he's only 23. Yeah. Um, and this guy has lived a life. You know, we have been spellbounded all day yeah. by Mario. <laughs> just well. like Let's we were sitting here way, for, yeah. like, over dinner just listening to yeah. stories, right? Well, we had lunch with Mario. I know we haven't actually let Mario speak yet, but we had lunch with Mario. We were so captivated by Mario's story and some of his suggestions for the upcoming Wellness Summit that we said, we've got to do dinner with this guy. Yeah. And we didn't really talk. We had some really good chats about the summit, but we really just heard more and more of Mario's story. Yeah, and it's incredible because the, the, here's the key reason why we brought Mario on. Because you got to think about from a perspective of champion's mind. You know, you might be a mom. You might be an entrepreneur. You might be just, you know, like you, you might be just working in a job that you might love or you might hate. The thing is, is that we want to help you guys be able to get through whatever you got to get through, your mindset. And so we want to bring on different types of people who we believe have that champion mindset and to be able to just get through all the stuff in their life and actually, you know, get past it. So Mario, 
thank you for coming on the show and agreeing to you. you know eleven you know eleven thirty night time here in Sydney uh, and uh, staying up late. But one of the things that we love to kind of let's let's start right from the beginning. You know, yeah. let's start. You know, you have so many stories. We don't have enough time because only half an hour. Okay, so let's go with. We're going to freestyle this. There's yeah. going to be so much. <laughs> There's going to be heaps. So let's tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what do you do? You know, where you got started, and um, you know, what what do you do right now? Okay. Well, firstly, I'd like to hope that you guys are telling all the, the telling your listeners the truth about how wonderful I am. Um, <laughs> And you know, it, it was you know this morning we just kind of looked at each other across across the water, and it was absolutely wonderful. Our eyes connected. Yeah, romantic. Right. It sounds romantic. <laughs> it's yeah. romantic. It was bro love. <laughs> <laughs> that bromance just yeah, sparked. Yeah. But man, um, you know my my story is is uh, quite a complex story, but it was simple. The the journey was very very simple. I started off um, you know in an environment that demanded my attention. You know, I was deprived of, of so many things because of, I guess, the income levels that my parents were making. Um, you know, I, I had to, I guess, I tell people my inspiration came from my deprivation. And I truly believe I was so deprived of what I wanted that I had to create it. Um, like, can you give us an example? Yeah. Like, how deprived? How deprived? Um, my Okay, for example, from, from a financial perspective, my dad would work... He was an accountant when he was overseas. He came to Australia and couldn't speak English, so he couldn't get a job that that required him to, to speak the English language. So back in those days, you know, 20-odd years ago, you'd work for $10 a day, concreting, whatever it was. It was just the norm. And if you came as a foreigner, you'd, you'd have to work really, really hard. So by the time that my dad, you know, would save up 50 or 60 bucks by the end of the week, he'd only be able to afford one cheeseburger for me and my brother to cut in half. Wow. You know? He was an accountant working as a concreter because he couldn't speak the language. That's right. He's Egyptian, yeah? He's Egyptian, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, in massive firm in Egypt as I explained to you guys you know they came from quite affluent families but when they came to Australia they couldn't create the things they wanted to create just yet so um, it, it was a struggle and you know I, I remember stories of my parents saying things like you know I'd say you know where's our lunch for school and they'd say oh we, we forgot to buy it um, and after I started growing up I, I guess I growing up 23 <laughs> <laughs> this is what we love about that <laughs> I realized on my 12th birthday, um, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whenever my parents said, you know, we, we forgot to buy your lunch, I, I, I noticed that they didn't forget, but they couldn't afford it. Yeah, and they well, didn't want to tell you that. That's right. Yeah. You know, they, they created this environment that was, you know, we were sheltered, but they, they didn't want to release us out into the big bad world. You know, we yeah. weren't allowed to go out after school because, you know, they just weren't in that state of mind to look after us yeah. you know and that was it you know I, I guess I took those skills and that resilience through growing up in that environment and I took that into the business world you know it gave me the opportunity to to always get hammered down and get back up get hammered down and get back up and mm. that's been my entire journey now you were at school uh, from what mm-hmm. I know not doing bad things um, uh, but you just realized at some point that school wasn't for you. Yeah. And you said at lunch today that you left school to go and get an education. <laughs> That's right. I, I dropped out of school to get an education. Um, and just let you know about my background, like when I was in year eight, I was doing unit four, year 12 mathematics. You know, it, When you were in year eight, you were doing year eight. 12 maths. That's right. right. And when I was in year seven, as I told you guys, I did a bit of painting and drawing. Uh, I used to get letters from the New South Wales government saying, can you be part of these expos? Mm. with my art when I was in year seven wow. uh, I actually joined the year 12 art class mm. so 
you know, my grades were just... So your folks would have been really happy that you were leaving school. Well, <laughs> but you know what? I, I took that... Because you were really struggling. I was yeah. really, really struggling. I was absolutely struggling. But I was, I was being fed stuff that I, I really knew that I wasn't going to use. Especially when I got to, you know, the age of 16 when I became aware, I guess. Um, after the age of 14, of course. Um, I began realizing that everything I was being fed was, you know... I'm a creative person. I don't need an education. If I can master mathematics or I can master anything, it doesn't have to be this. And I stood up in commerce um, in year nine. I was uh, 16 years old, and I said to the teacher, "I'm leaving." And she said to me, "No, no, you have to wait till you have to wait till lunch break." And I said, "No, no you don't get it. I'm never coming back." And I left school. Um, my first and only ever job was actually at Versace. Um, this is something I didn't tell you guys over lunch. No. I was walking in the city and I thought, you drop out of school, where do you go? You go to the big city. So I caught a train into the city. I was wearing black microfiber pants, black runners. And do you remember the brand Kappa? Mm-hmm. I had a Kappa jacket on that was ripped down one side. And I walked into the city going, this is as close enough as I can get to formal. I'm going to get a job. Because my parents said, you're an idiot for dropping out of school. You shouldn't have done this. I said, stuff it. I'm going to go and live the norm. I'm going to go get that job. That your family had been telling you to get. That's right. You know, living their model of the world. And as I was walking past this shop, and I, I didn't know what Versace was. I, I, you know, I grew up in, you know, the, the shallow Sydney. end of Western Sydney. Yeah. Um, you know, as I was walking, I saw that there was a big line of dust coming out of the front of this shop and, and the back of a vacuum cleaner. And it kind of stuck my head in, and I, I saw that there was a big guy, giant dude, an Italian guy, white hair, slick as anything, wearing this suit, and he was standing over this vacuum cleaner, just the back had just popped off. And uh, I said to him, do, do you need a hand? And he goes, yeah, look, I can't get on the floor on my hands and knees in front of my clients, in front of these these people. And I was like, fuck, I'll, I'll do it. You know, I didn't... You know, I'll, I'll do it. So I got on my hands and knees and, and I started sweeping up the, this dust. And the, I started talking to the guy and said, look, I just left school. I dropped out. My parents said, do this and do that. And um, he says to me, what are you doing at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning? And I said, sleeping. Uh, and he goes, come in first thing tomorrow morning. And I said, I'm going to let you know right now, I will not be here first thing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not waking up when no. Generation Y. Yeah, yeah. Everyone Generation Y. It started, yeah, man. You know what? I said to the guy, I'm, I'm not going to be at 8 o'clock. I'm not getting up that early to be here at 8 o'clock in the morning. He said, get here at 8 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, I, I ended up waking up early. And I think it was just something said to me, get up and go. Yeah. So I put on the same clothes, my black microfiber pants and, you know, my black joggers and this cap jacket. I was right down the side. And I, when I got there, and actually, I missed part of the story. When I was cleaning up, he said, go take the clothes, take off the clothes that you're wearing and put on a suit because this is Versace. Yeah. So he actually made me change my clothes. Into a Versace suit? Into a Versace suit. a $3,500 suit. <laughs> wow. And yeah, and I'm dread brand new. Shoes, are like, you took off the price, like 650 bucks for shoes. I don't yeah, <laughs> I was wearing $5 microfiber pants. Yeah. When, I got there, when I got there the next morning, there were three mannequins, three suits. And he said, which one do you like? And I said, the black one, which is the one I wore the day before. And he said, all three of them are yours. The guy mentored me. Yeah. The guy took me under his wing. Now, he had three PhDs. Um, he could speak seven different languages. Oh, I love that. The guy was an incredible human being. So this guy was just an absolute gunner. Anything and everything he did. And um, 
yeah, so that, that, that was it. He, he took me under his wing and mentored me and, and began to change some of my ideas and philosophies about the world. And, and from there on, you know, he, he had cancer. I was working with him for about six months um, at this point in time, and he had cancer. Uh, and he said, he said to me, basically in his deathbed, Mario, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to entertain people. That's what I've always wanted to do, um, something that my mother encouraged me to do. And he said, we'll do that. He goes, just do that. Don't do anything else, just that. And that was the parting message. Mm-hmm. And I, I went off and I, and I left him. And uh, I guess from a bit of a woo-woo perspective, he said to me, I will go the day you come back. I said to him, I'm going to go create all this stuff and I'm going to come back and show you what I've made. And uh, I ran my very first event when I was 16 years old. The day of the event, just give me goosebumps, the day of the event, it was a Saturday. On a Sunday, his wife called me and said to me, the guy's name was also Mario, which is pretty cool. Mario just passed away. Wow. That's wow. That's kind of freaky. And he said yeah. to me, the day you come back is the day that I'm leaving. Mm. And that was it. Yeah. It was just one of those experiences where you go, holy crap, how, how yeah, does yeah. that work? You know, yeah. Yeah. But, but that was it. But you know when that kind of experience happens that you're on the path that you need to be on. Mm. Mm, Absolutely. Know. And so, you know, you took your, your career, well, you know, career at 16 years old. You started, a, a, you know, a, a company, like mm. really with nothing and yeah. you went entertain. And, and so uh, from, from memory, like you, you were, you had, you created events, which was yep. uh, music events, right? That's right. Yeah. Pretty much like raves and parties and, and, and music festivals. Music festivals. Politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking, yeah. I'm, I'm so generous. You and I all, uh, all uh, music festivals. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, right. So glow sticks and disco biscuits. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you know, um, so you went, you started out this business, and uh, and you you had a successful career. Very, I mean, yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, and yeah. and how you got started. Oh, well, you tell us how you got started, but what happened from there? Okay. And share the story of when your dad and when you were walking out of the event, and your dad still said to you. It's time for a stable job. It's time for a stable job. Well, um, just briefly, I guess I, I told you guys over lunch. Um, my mum, my last name wasn't Malik. Um, my last name is spelled M A L I K. Used to be Abdel Malik, A B D E L M A L E K. When I was fourteen years old, my mum knew that I was different. She knew that I was different to my brothers. I have three brothers, and she knew that I was going to do something quite unique and she said well with a name like Abdul Malik no one's going to buy it and she said to my dad we're changing the entire family <laughs> <laughs> she, she changed everything she even changed uh, my birth certificate this is this, this doesn't happen she she went to um, birth deaths and marriages and said change his birth certificate I don't want this name to exist so just change you or just change the whole family the whole family the whole family but the whole family has their birth certificates and has a change of name Right. With me, it's different. With me, my birth certificate says Maria Malik. I was not born as Maria Malik. Wow. Oh, wow. She just went straight to the core and said, this can't happen. Yeah. Um, which, which was quite a... a, it is a yeah, this is yeah, incredible she, for your mom to ha- you know, have so much faith in you. Mm. Um, it must have been a pressure, though. There must have been a bit of pressure. Yeah. Like 14 years old. To, to and your brothers are going, dude, like our names are different because of you. So yeah, it's like, it's like, it's yeah. <laughs> in, in Arabic, um, Abdul Malik means father of the angels. Quite right. mystical. And, and the name uh, Malik, M-A-L-I-K, means king. So my brothers loved it. Wow. Uh, they're like, oh, we got this really cool last name. And, you know, yeah. now our last name means king. So it's kind of yeah. a bit, bit of fun and cheek going on with it. Um, but my mum bought my first set of DJ equipment. 
at 14, you know, I said, I, I don't want to DJ. She goes, you know, has funny little, little accent. She goes, you will play. I was like, who's <laughs> 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 not going to play? Who's not going to play when mum says, you will play? Yeah, but it started burning me CDs and she was like, play this and this song and this song. Because back then, R&B was a big thing. You know, all the old school R&B back in, you know. Come on, give us the old school R&B, Gen Y, boy. Who's the old school R&B? Oh, back in the day, yeah. six years ago. Yeah, I know. Is this like Snoop Doggy Dogg back in the day? Yeah. So, all right. Snoop Dogg, you know, yeah. a bit of, um, you know, what? what? Run DMC, we, we had Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan, this yeah. is how we do it. This is how we do it, yep. And that's it, she, she burned me all this in, she goes, you're going to play. You know, she loved music and she thought this is her opportunity to express it in the family was, was through me. So that was it, that's, that's where the whole event thing really started. Um, first was, you know, DJing gigs and mates, parties, and even at 14 I had this maturity where, you know, I'm doing what? 30-year-olds doing nightclubs yeah. and stuff, but I'm doing it. And I was so bad at my first gig, I, I charged $70, and I was so crap, I didn't even get the $70. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I'm absolutely convinced I deserve that money because it was the speaker's fault. I'm, I, I'm absolutely <laughs> convinced of it. 16, uh, after I left working with, with uh, Mario Versace, I went and started running. I, I, did my, I ran my first event, which worked really, really well, uh, 200 people at 15 bucks. The next event, I did three weeks later. Mm. Uh, yeah, give it a break or something. Three weeks later, I said, I'm doing this again. We had about just over 300 people, which has $25. So automatically, I'm, I'm this kid. Is that what, seven and a half grand? Thereabouts, about mm. 7K mark or so. Um, 15, it's not bad. Yeah. That's yeah, no, no pocket change, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, and, and the expenditure was so low because I said, all my mates doing everything. And I, yeah. I, I was going to DJ at the event. <laughs> it was underage events, so no licensing, no uh, challenges. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, we, venue was for free. I actually did it at a church car park. It was an underground car park. <laughs> uh, I went to the church and I said, I need your underground car park. I like, what for? I said, like, I want to hold a party. And I literally, we, we, we had an underground car park. It's a youth party. A yeah. youth party. Yeah. But we were never ever allowed to use the church again, that's for sure. They, they, <laughs> rather, I said, not having this ever again. Um, but from then on, I went on to continue to create events. Um, at the age of 19, I had an audio production company that was worth almost a million dollars. My stake in it was 25%, um, obviously, including uh, plus assets, so yeah. including the equipment and trucks and vans and cars and, yeah. and everything else. So, and, 19, you got a quarter million dollars, like. You know, just like that, and so, well, yeah. not just like that, but obviously, you worked hard for it. Yeah, I, I, I did the ten dollar for a day thing. Yeah, I, I did that. I did the ten dollar for a day thing for about nine months, mm. every day, every day. I don't. Sorry, I missed it. What's ten dollars for a day? You know, I, I was working for ten bucks a day because all, all the money I take, I'd go and give back to the business. I go yeah. buy new equipment, and yeah. um, you know, I was nineteen. I, I bought my business partner the sixty thousand dollar mini for his birthday. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know, we, whilst you were living on ten bucks a day, I was living on ten bucks a day. Yeah. But we were building yeah. this, this. I think every business owner can appreciate that that yeah. philosophy, though. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, you have assets, and we had all this equipment and, and stuff that we would hire out. And we had trucks and vans and all this kind of stuff. So, really, I didn't see that you know, it was a loss. I had everything I wanted. Yeah. I had a ninety thousand dollars Mercedes. So, you know, if I was saving to pay something off, I still had ten dollars a day anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I was fine where I was. Yeah. But I did. I, I worked really, really hard and. Um, Eventually, running events anywhere from three hundred to three thousand people. Yeah. What happened in yeah. nineteen though? Well, two yeah. Uh, well, two days before my twentieth birthday, um, I got a phone call from the bank. 
my business partner, who was 35 at the time, and hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> you don't have to name any names. And... You know, if you had to do much of that, had been misbehaving. He had been yeah, misbehaving. Yeah, he had been misbehaving. He ended up divorcing his wife and leaving his kid, and and uh, you know, sold his house um, with a massive mortgage, and you know, the, the cost didn't cover. So they went after his business. Now, because he was in the situation that he was in, the bank called me and said, "You're the next in line. You have to recover the debt." You wow. To, we're going to have to recover it from you. So I ended up having to pay everything. I lost all of my money overnight, two days before my 20th birthday. Uh, lost cars, $90,000 Mercedes gone, the Mini gone, all the equipment gone. Um, and that was it. And uh, I, I remember I drove down to the coast uh, when we had another property on the coast and my dad was down there. So I drove, drove down there. And I remember standing there for two hours just looking at the ground. And my dad came to the door and he said, Mario, what's wrong? Now, obviously, my mum had told him what had happened, and he was completely aware. And he, he said to me, uh, it'll be okay. And then I just burst into tears. I just cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I was sobbing. And it was boogers and crap <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and then he started crying. We're both crying. He's like, what's wrong? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And um, he said, what? And I said to him, Dad, I'm worth 17 cents. That's all you had after, you know, everything was taken away from you. 17 cents. But the exact words I used, which was a big wake-up call for me, was, I am worth 17 cents. Mm. Um, Two days after that, I continued to cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. And I had a friend of mine that called me up and said, dude, you're acting like a child in in very different words. Um, (laughs) Spirit perspective, you were 19 though, right? So, you know, in a way, you know, most people... To yeah. react to that, even when they're 30, 60 you know, years old, lose a quarter of a million dollars in yeah. just like that, it's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, and absolutely. And I went from, um, I've, I've always had a love for Jeeps. And when I lost my Mercedes, I went and bought a Jeep like that, you know. So it was a very messed up moment for me. I didn't get what was happening. Like I'm losing stuff, but I'm still here, but I'm not here. And, you know, I can't be me again. Two days after that. Yeah, I- you're almost having to like kill that old life. That yeah. it's, it's, it's like yeah. that identity is like dead. And it's like you're grieving for that death. That's, but then, yeah. it, like, you know, I think what you're about to say, it took two days for you to realize, well, there's, there's a new life on mm. the horizon. Well, one thing, it's, it's a new life. But then the other component of, an, a component of it is this is my life. Mm. You know, there, there, there's nothing else other than this. Yeah. You know? And it was letting go, you're spot on, it was letting go of the old identity. Yeah. Not you, the identity. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You it's know, still part of you, right? It's absolutely. that's the thing is that most people it's not about forgetting about the past. It's not about forgetting about those losses. Because mm. now you've learned so much like from that loss. Well, I mean, we've been captivated all day because of the ups and the downs, <laughs> haven't we? Yeah, like, you know, got to share that story yeah. to the world. I mean, that's just where the idea of going, well, let's, let's record it. Let's, yeah. let's share it to the world. So, and I'm grateful to be here, man. I'm, I, I really am. And, well, we're know. really excited for you to be here. Well, I think so. people listening, you know, I mean, I, we always think that if – LT and I are captivated by something, whether it's something going on in our lives or something going on in other people's lives that we want to discuss, mm. then we feel that the people listening to the podcast would be just as captivated by it. So I think for, for me, listening to you, I mean, I feel that you're the second you're the second Gen Y in two days that has really captivated my attention because a lot of Gen Y these days gets a bad rap for not Absolutely. for 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 not having the work ethic, for not having this enthusiasm and this inspiration to really be the best version of themselves. But what has really like just I've become so engaged with you today is that your adversities 
you haven't whinged and moaned about your adversities. Like, as LT said, to lose a quarter of a million dollars becomes, for a lot of people, that's their story. Like, that's mm. their... And they live that story and it gets, for, the rest of their for the rest of their life. I used to tell that story. I, I used to tell that story so much. You know, it was kind of... I used to tell it and only recently I, I stopped telling it. Re- because recently, because sympathy loves back. company. People would um, imagine people would be going to you, that's so bad. Like, yeah, they feel so bad. You're okay. Me. And it's like, well, I don't want to tell that story anymore if I'm just going to get, you know, sympathy. You don't yeah. want to be around sorry. You want to actually That's be because right. you, you want to tell the story like is this character building? It's pushed me forward. Mm. I see the world through new eyes. You know, you become more thorough or more insightful or whatever it is. I sign contracts now. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the, let's think about it. It is a story, right? Like, yes, you know, Spot you told on. the story, yeah. and the thing is, is that whatever happens to us is the story, and the story dictates our future and how we live from the day to day moment, mm. right? Because we live, all of us do. Like, I'm living this story because I'm living this, you know, this life as of now because of the stories I'm telling myself in my head, mm. yeah. you know, and you are telling your story that, mm. you know, you know, over, over lunch, lunch or dinner and today, you, one of the things that I see in you is that you have consistency. Like you have consistency of always that nothing is got no, no problem in front of you is big enough for you that you can't yeah. solve. Right. Yeah. And we've been throwing at stuff at you and going, yeah. Six weeks, yeah. not a problem. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. tell me twenty four hours, I'll solve that problem yeah. for you. And you can see, like, you've already taken that mindset, and this is why this podcast is so important. Is talking about the mindset and looking at someone like yourself, who's tw- let's put twenty three years old, right, yeah. right, and and who's has this, has this tenacity. Yeah, I was going to swear here for a second, but you know yeah. it's crowd together, right? Yeah, and you can swear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's just that you know you have that ability to be able to just persistently push through the boundaries mm. and push your limitations, and I think it's important for people to, to know that hey, man, if if a twenty three year old kid or you know when you were nineteen losing a quarter million dollars can come out of that and still you know survive that and also being able to create something of himself because of that, then hey, you know. You, whoever the listener you are listening right now, has that ability too. It's the mm. choice. Yeah. You made a choice. On, That's yeah. the difference, right? Is that people need to make a choice that this is a story and you can, you spun it, right? You mm. spun the story to yeah. mean something to you that would actually force the positive outcome rather than a, a story, the same story could yeah, spun exactly negatively to go, oh, life must be tough. Like, you know, my dad didn't have a job. You know, he was an accountant and all of a sudden, you know, he's a concreter, you know, da, 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 da. Yeah. my mom changed my name, but I thought I was going to be like some king, but I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I lost all this money at 19. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to survive. And it's like, boom, they, they could, you know, that's you it. can spin that story yeah. too, but you chose the other side. And that's so it. that's why I admire about you. And I think that's so important for that champion's mind. It's about mm. switching the story to your advantage. Yeah, it is your life. Yeah. I think this interview is a real wake up call for for us three and for all the listeners that it's a it's a wake up call on tenacity and relentlessness. Mm. Like because whatever's going on in your life, no matter how bad it gets, if you have the tenacity, the inspiration, the relentlessness to turn it around and to not buy into the other side of the coin, yeah. then you have the opportunity to really be the best version of yourself and not live in that mediocrity that we talk about so often on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, I th- use the word relentless. I, I have this thing, be relentless with your time. You know, mm. Be relentless with your time and gracious with people. That's I, I live by that. I'll give people as much, I was going to say, give, give them as much grace as I can. Well, 
I'm not, I'm not the Pope, but be, be gracious with people, mm. um, but be relentless with your time because you're never going to get it back. Mm. You know, if I'm not interested in something, I'll tell people to stop talking because. <laughs> <laughs> Stop right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's, here's a good one. Don't um, don't mistake um, politeness for interest. You know, yeah. if there's someone sitting and nodding their head, it doesn't mean they give a crap about what you're talking yeah. about. And I quickly began to notice these patterns, and I would stop wasting people's time, and I wouldn't allow them yeah. to waste mine. Mm. Um, you know, if someone's nodding their head, but I can see their eyes are darting around. Yeah, they're not here. Yeah, I have to ask you because we've got about five minutes left. Yeah, comment. Some nuggets from a 23-year-old living in today's world. What are some of the pearls of wisdom that you live your life by today that you would love, not just our listeners, but the world, to, to really to know? Okay. I'm just going to, for, for four or five for minutes, it. I'm just going to just tell you everything that's inside my head. Come on, man. Go um, and by the way, I sometimes make the mistake of saying, oh, look, there's four things when there's only two, and I'll just make <laughs> crap up as I go. Um, but I just draw it from the experience. There's three things. Be relentless with your time, be relentless with your dreams, and be relentless with your family. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely... So glad you put family things. in there. A hundred percent. They're the three main things. I, I live my life by that. Secondly, ask the right people the right questions. Mm. Um, I learned very early on that if someone's life sucked, I just had to do the complete opposite to that and I would be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, I grew up in Western Sydney. In a very very poor environment. I thought, well, what are they doing? They were getting drunk. Not my immediate family. They came from quite an affluent family, as yeah. I said, so they were quite respectful. But the environment around people getting drunk and doing drugs, and people getting kicked out of school for fighting. And I remember seeing this and going, well, I should absolutely not do that. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Um, and here you are, twenty three, never never drunk, never ever. Yeah. Never, never don't ever. smoke. You know. Well, for the smoking thing. My my uncle passed away when he was young. Uh, when I was younger, you know, mm. he had lung cancer, and. Mm. You know, if, if the fire burns, why would I touch it? Yeah. If someone says to me, the fire burns, but not only does it burn, it's going to take your life. You're, what else do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, if that's not the best example the, or the biggest sacrifice that my uncle could have ever done, extraordinary human being. Yeah. But he cut his life short. Yeah. He didn't get to live his life with his grandchildren yeah. because he was just sucking on cigarettes all day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's the thing. In the metaphysical way, those people in our lives really teach us how not to behave. Like I always yeah. say that my parents separated when I was 10. Best thing they ever did because they taught me, I won't speak for my sister, but they taught me how to not run a marriage. Yeah. You know? That's and so I'm that's saying. like the, the greater purpose of, like you say, a, an early death or a, a marriage breakup or anything that goes on in your neighborhood mm. um, and so on. Yep. Yeah. So tell you know, one, I would love to, to know um, moving forward, you know, if you had to share with the world itself like, or even a version of yourself um like a younger version of yourself you know, you're only 23 but you know what would you say what have you learned from those since you were 14 years old right i know it's only been like eight years in that time yeah I'm telling yeah. you you know if you can go back to to when you were 14 and tell yourself you know just one thing what would it be there's always another way mm, there's always another way and something that i i always You'll always hear me say, this is extraordinary. This is my thing. Everything's extraordinary. If it, if it fascinates me, it's extraordinary. And the other thing is, this shall pass. Yeah. You're, no matter what it is. No matter what it is. No one can tell me that something won't pass. If it's an emotion, you work on it. Jim Rohn says it the best. Um, you know, Don't wish for less challenges. Wish for more skills. I heard that when I was young and I thought, okay, I need more skills. All the time. If, if you're down and depressed... Um, just a very quick story. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Very quick story. 
I was at a train station once when I used to catch trains back in the day. Don't catch trains anymore. I, I had a driver uh, yeah. when I was running all my events. Yeah, and um, bodyguard. I had a bodyguard. I had a bodyguard. Oh yeah, we didn't get that story. We'll have to do that story yeah. on a bonus we're session. Doing, yeah, bonus session uh, with Mario. Um, I was standing at the train station and I had an ice cream. And I was going through a really tough time in my life growing up from this near poverty. Basically, it was poverty. Um, and I, was, I had an ice cream in my hand. And this old lady said to me, oh, you look so happy. And I said, yeah, I, I love ice cream. And she said to me, well, I hope you have a wonderful day. And I'm standing there going, well, there's 20 minutes left to, um, you know, till the train gets here. So I went back across the station. I bought an ice cream. I came back. And my one had melted, so I bought a second one. I threw my one out. And I came back, and I opened up this new ice cream. And we both stood there eating this ice cream. Mm-hmm. And um, she smiled at me, and she, she said, you're so kind. I grew up in an environment where I never, ever, ever heard the word kind. Wow. I did not know it existed. And I tell people to this very day, you know what? The main message is we can only think the words we are taught to speak. If you're down and depressed and you only know sadness and despair mm. and all these things, pick up a book, read a different book, read something that teaches you about kindness. Um, and as we get to know each other, I'll, I'll, I'll share something very personal with, with the listeners. I went back home. And I opened up the dictionary to search the word kindness, and I cried for two weeks. Wow. wow. Every day, every opportunity that I had free to open up that dictionary, I cried. And when you open I've still got the original dictionary. When you open it, the, the, six, seven, eight, nine pages down, it's just drenched. And I'm like, why hasn't anyone ever taught me that I can be kind? Yeah. If I can't say it, I, I don't know that I can even do it. That's the message. Get out yeah. there. Learn what you need to learn. If you, if you feel stuck, read something new. You, you know, we're creatures of habits. If we can learn a new skill or learn a new word, we can act on it. It's, uh, I mean, that, that's an incredible um, ending to this podcast because, you know, what you just taught us there is about, you know, don't let your circumstances be the only way to live your life. Mm. If you don't like the circumstances or you don't like the environment that you live in, go change it somehow. You know, don't yeah. let, don't wait for the environment to change. Yeah. Go and change your environment. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. So, yeah. man. We have to give his business a plug. Yeah, so Mario, tell us, you know, where people can find more of you. I mean, obviously, not you're not targeting every single person on this part, but I think, you know, I think people need to at least, you know, want to get in touch with you somehow. You know, okay, and, uh, it will follow follow you somewhere. Yeah, so tell us where do they find you? Okay, I'm just, I always get funny about plugs, and you know, just tell so, us what so, you do because people are going to guarantee you, people with, listening with your to your story, man. they're going to want to know how do I get more of cool. this Mario kid? Like, okay. How does it work? Look, I, I have a couple of different businesses, so I don't feel it'd be fair just to see them broadcast. But, you know, you can find me on Facebook. So, facebook.com forward slash Mario Malik, uh, M-A-R-I-O-M-A-L-I-K. I love connecting with people. I don't want you to send me an email to my business saying, whether it's the design agency or the um, event training, I, I don't want you to message me saying, hey, I, I need your help. But connect with me human to human. Yeah. I, I really feel that that's, that's the best place that we can connect. Yeah. Um, let, you know, start there. Yeah. Find me on Facebook. Yeah, I th- and I think that's the, you know you've shown that today, and we've only really met for well, about twelve hours now, mm. you know, and uh, and 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 for less than twelve hours, you you shared more about yourself and uh, to get to know you, and two, it's about personality, and you're also looking for how to you know not like not you not only just change my perception of the way I live my life, but it's you know you've now changed you know thousands of people who are listening to this podcast and and help them shift their life, and uh, I hope you take that message away. So, guys, I'd love to know your perspective go to facebook.com slash inside the champions mind 
like it while you're there, but more importantly, love to hear what your thoughts are on, on Mario. I know we went a little extra over, but I think we... Don't, people won't be complaining. You won't that be was, complaining. That was a little extra a little bit. Uh, make sure you check us out at the Wellness Couch. We got the Wellness Summit coming up. It's very, going to very be shortly. huge. So it's time to get your tickets because uh, tickets are running out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. iTunes is uh, where you can download our podcast and uh, you know give us a five-star rating if we deserve it and comment there too as well. This has been Inside the Champion's Mind. Thank you so much. Mario, for Thanks, Mario. Mario. podcast and uh, man, you, it, you're, you're incredible. I, uh, you know what, you know what? I'm going to stand in this podcast just because for this. I feel like I've, we've actually captured someone before they actually really hit it really yeah, big. Yeah. Really <laughs> He's going to come back like, like five, five years ago. Yeah, yeah we, we, we captured like a... Oh, like a you, got, you got a while, the interviews were still free. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> before he charges us like $100,000. <laughs> I, I love connecting with you guys. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. been awesome. Yeah, so thank you for agreeing to do this. Um, and uh, It's a late night, so you probably weren't thinking properly. And, yeah. and, 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 <laughs> it's, it's 5 to 12, got this air condition, I'm just shivering that's here. Right. Uh, my voice is cracking, it's either because I'm you know, inspired or yeah, it's almost or... a good morning to all of our listeners that's right that's right <laughs> well it's been Inside the Champions Minor Show dedicating helping you overcome mediocrity overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything that you do I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam and of course Margaret Pierce pleasure to be with you LT it's uh, good to actually do this podcast face to face for a awesome. so it's good we'll see you guys on the next episode take care Hi, Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show here. We had some incredible feedback last year that being at The Wellness Summit with a group of like-minded people made it just that much better. So this year, we've created a special group rate for 10 or more people to attend The Wellness Summit. For spreading the wellness message, you can come to The Summit for just 197 bucks. That's a saving of $100. And all you need to do is get you and nine other friends along to Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17 for this once-in-a-lifetime event. To book your group tickets and have the best time ever with your friends, go to www www.thewellnesssummit.com This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.